0: Talk, talk Radio. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of T for P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. I am Desiree and he is Kaylin Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And you know what that means. Tell him, Kalen, what does
1: that mean? It means it's P for P4P Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house. And this program is sponsored by p for p Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete, just remember that, if you are a drug-free athlete, not a poser, huh? not a faker, Yeah, think about that. (laughs) Anywho, we're looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals. Like what does it ring?
0: Like a Mack truck through ice cream.
1: Check us out at (laughs) www.popeemuffles.com. And now let's chat up with the banter. How are you doing this?
0: Let's chit up with the bantering. I am doing fan Fantastic. It's a Tuesday. And what comes after Tuesday but Wednesday, the middle of the week. So that is awesome. Glad to be back with Kalen and all of you guys out there in uh, listener land. So hey, guys, I have to make an announcement here. So mark your calendars and we're going to be repeating this over the next couple of shows. But um, coming up in a couple of weeks, and I believe actually about a week and a half, I believe it is January 17th. Um, We are going to have Dr. Corey Propst from um, Diet Doc on the show, and she is going to be chatting with us. That's right, DKP. She is going to be chatting with us about why New Year's resolutions fail and what we can do about that. But the catch is this. She can only be on the show at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. So that means we will be on air live an hour earlier than our normal time. So please mark that down and we will repeat it all the way up until we hit that show. But we are going to be on an hour earlier on Thursday, January 17th, I believe. And uh, so tune in early if you can. If you can't, We are going to play the recorded interview at our regular slot, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So whatever time zone you're in, just mark your call for an hour earlier if you can join us. But, uh, you know, we'll keep reminding you guys, and uh, hopefully everything works out. Kaylin. Hey, how's it going? I agree. I think it's going to
1: be really big. She's got She's got a good head, head on her shoulders, and she's very positive with everything and all the energy she has, and it's channeled in the right direction. And, and that's what everybody should be doing with their lives is basically seeing how they can share their own lives and experiences and knowledge with others so we can all increase. And I think she's been pouring into so many people's lives for so many years, and she's got it down pat. So when I say DKP, I mean it because she is the DKP. She can get it done in in ways that I didn't don't even know how to conceive or conceptualize, and she does it on a daily basis. So props to that. I remember listening to what was what was that? They had a show they used to do, and I couldn't keep up with it, but I know when it was going in its in, in its initial stages, I just had to listen no matter what. But it was on a different link, and I was always having trouble getting to the link. What was it called, dad? Um,
0: Mastery, of what is it called? I'm going to have to look at it.
1: It wasn't Facebook and it wasn't Instagram. They were going through a different medium. Um, Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what was that? It was was the the latest at the time, and it was a total video link, and I can't even think of what it was. And then shortly after that, Facebook Live came about, and I think pretty much just watched it because then people who are already on Facebook could just do Facebook live and not have to go to this whole other medium to share videos. What was that? I don't even remember, but they have a new podcast now of their own, which I need to uh, Mm -hmm. look up now. Um, and while I'm doing that, I do have a, another announcement that I want to get out. So Thursday's guest, we are going to have a retired bodybuilder and show promoter, John Arnold, and possibly his lovely wife, Becky, are going to be on the show with us Thursday. And we are going to be talking about spring prep. And um, before I forget, I wanted to give a shout out for their um, prep workshop that they have coming up on Saturday, January 12th. So even though John is not going to be on the show until Thursday, and we're going to talk a little bit about that workshop on the 12th, I want to give people a heads up. Um, If you are in the KC area, um, you know, and you are looking to get some pointers on prep as you start to kick off the competition season, it's not too late to uh, get signed up for that. And uh, so if you just Google John Arnold on Google, if you look for John Arnold on Facebook, (laughs) you will find him, and you will find all of that information. And it looks like the telephone number to call is 816-237-9750, or you can email naturalbuild at sbcglobal.net. So again, if you're interested in the Natural Build Contest Prep Shop, which is hosted by John and Becky Arnold on Saturday, January 12th, um, you can find out more information either by looking for John Arnold on Facebook or calling 876. 876- oh, here we go. Two. My gosh, now everything is blurry. So I'll have to get it for you. I can't <laughs> even read it now. I'm not even sure what really happened there. But if you can't make that workshop, there's also going to be one coming up on February 2nd. So there's lots of stuff um, going on. So with that being said, now I'm going to go look up the name of this other podcast of uh, Corey Probst and uh, Joe kuzeski, But uh, while I'm doing that, Kaylin can introduce our guest for tonight.
1: Yes, uh, the Chicago region is pretty familiar with this fellow. And I know uh, people that listen through the Internet services for uh, Christian radio will also be familiar with him as well. But I got to meet him in person, and he's a very energetic individual, very outgoing, and very positive in his outreach. And the point of the outreach, which is actually to bring people of a, a, a tough state or a tough state of being into a better understanding, better knowledge, and a better way of looking at themselves, and it's not an easy thing, I'm, I'm here to tell you, because you're, when you're dealing with broken people, it's, it's hard to bring them back from years and years of uh, abuse, uh, misunderstanding, and basically bad teaching. And, it, and he's got to deal with a lot of this on a regular basis. In fact, he had had to deal with some of that today. I'm speaking of Will Franklin, and he's, he's, he's very well-known in our region, but as I know, he's going to be new to you and many of the listeners we have. So will just introduce yourself. Uh, let us know, you know, your background and who you are and what makes you still want to help the people that basically need the good Samaritan kind of help. because I know it's not an easy thing. Well,
2: I'm glad to be on your show tonight, man. It's a great uh, opportunity to be able to talk to people, give people insight on exactly what winning is all about. And I come from a winning background. Uh, my wrestling team took 16 state titles, uh, Harvey Twisted Kid Level Wrestling Program. under the uh, head coach of Quinture Harrell. I was his assistant coach for years, and uh, we had over 16 state titles. Sent, uh, uh, 50 guys probably took state in high school, um, went on to college, and, you know, 14 national champions, and went on and had two guys go to the United States Olympic team. So, you know, winning is a process, you know, you don't... You don't win right away. You, know, you, know, you go from you, you don't go from bad to great. And winning is a process. You know, first you're gonna be bad, but to be bad, you gotta you gotta you know try. And then you're gonna be good, but to be good, you gotta be bad. Then you're gonna be great, but to be great, you gotta be good. So it all works in a process. And I've uh, trained a lot of NFL ball players, uh, made it to the big leagues, uh, did great things. Uh, Rodney Harrison, New England Patriots, uh, NBC analyst for Channel Five. uh, Cliff Floyd uh, went on and he played 18 years in the Major Leagues and, you know, had him on my Little League baseball team. And he went on and just did great things and, you know, went to the All-Star team and, and went to the World Series and done great things. And T.C. Danzler, United States Olympic wrestler, and Joe Williams, United States Olympic wrestler, and, you know, Napoleon Harris, Minnesota Vikings, you know, uh, number one draft pick coming out of Northwestern. And, you know, uh, a lot of other guys, Jason LeBron, Michigan, University of Michigan, went on to uh, Philadelphia Eagles and did real well and Phil, So, you know, I come from a background of winning, man, and uh, went to the Indiana State Prison today, and I spoke to a lot of inmates, and, you know, I've been going there for the last six years. Uh, this is my mm-hmm. seventh year going there. And, you know, it all boils down to, you know, uh, understanding uh, the way you think and, and uh, that's basically a little information about me. I've had a gym for about four years, had my radio talk show, the Willpower Power uh, Fitness Show. I've had it for about 10 years now and going into the 11th year. And uh, we're
1: taking it to the next level, man. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and uh, your radio station, I mean, your show airs from uh, 10 to 1030 uh, Central Standard Time. And I know you are listening to, on the internet because I was referenced to that first before the actual uh, radio station itself. So, you know, so you're doing a great outreach. And one of the things that we connected on was with the children of the inner city that are struggling, you know, with their self-esteem and how they view themselves and how how they want to interact with uh, the rest of society. And sometimes it's not in in a good way. So, you know, when you're talking about a broken state and broken mentality, and, you know, I know, like you were telling me when we we were at the show together, how it, it's an uphill battle and we can't just expect, you know, all stars and rainbows. But if we see it through, the children will actually be blessed because of it. How You know, how did you come across that understanding of building up children while they could still be build, built and uh, re- repaired before they become so damaged that they become a, a, a blight on society instead of a help? How did you go about that well, and what was the temperament that made that happen?
2: Well, you got to understand, man, leadership reflects attitude. You know, if you're a great leader, you're going to have a great attitude. And in Proverbs 23 and 7, it says, As a man thinking in his heart, so a man is. See, kids are dreamers, but they don't have vision. And it's up to us to give them vision and take them where they're trying to go. Uh, you know, and most of the kids that come in and work out with me and train with me, they start out at kid level and went to, you know, go to high school. And they're, you know, running touchdowns at kid level. they you know, scoring basketball, you know, they they best players on on the team in kid level, the best in high school, and then they're best players on the team in college, and then they're best players on the team in pros. But it, it's all in the form of thought, man. You know, you got to get these kids. To, without vision, the people perish. And, and most of the time, kids don't have vision. So it's up to us to give them that vision and take them where they're trying to go. Kids don't care how much you know until they see how much you care. So, you got to praise the kids. Mm-hmm. You got to recognize the kids. You got to make the kid feel special. And the kid will be able to follow you and follow your leadership. That's what it's all about, man.
0: Now, I don't know if you're aware, but Kaylin has been um, working on really building a, uh, a newer program with a group of great people. Um, to help kids who who need that vision and leadership and give them a little something more. And I know when we initially introduced um, what Kaylin was doing, um, you know, we had a lot of skeptical listeners really like, you know, how much can health and wellness, you know, do for a kid who is struggling even just to get by at home, deal with school and all of those things. And it sounds like you're almost taking a similar approach in the fact that, you know, a lot of what you are saying, your interaction with the kids starts in the gym and then it's working through the sports program. But from your perspective, I mean, how integral can health and wellness be to helping these kids find their vision, find their value, find their worth, and just be uh, an important part of their lives growing up?
2: Well, I think it's important um, that a kid understands who God is. And see, the way you Amen. find out who God is, you got to, you know, you got to you know, search yourself. You got to search yourself and say, who am I really? Who am I? What do I have? You know, and and Psalms 46 and 10, it says, be still and know that I am God. So I try to mm-hmm. get kids to realize that, hey, God is the key answer to their victory. He has all the resources. And he says in 84, Psalms eighty-four 11, I've given you glory and grace. No good thing I will I withhold from those that walk up righteous. You what I'm saying? So it's important that you understand in, in, in Romans 8 and 28, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's Philippians 4.13, I'm sorry. See, it's important that you understand that you're equal. Nobody is average. Nobody is mediocre. We're all the same. You know, we got to understand our bloodline is very important. And once you become a a born-again Christian and you understand Christ, see, you got brothers on a different uh, bloodline. You you got royalty. You're the son of a king. You're the daughter of a king. And you must realize that and understand that, you know, your blood flow is different now. David is your brother. Joseph is your brother. David killed the giant. He killed Goliath. He, he, He hit Goliath. He put five stones in a in, in a slingshot and went slinging. Joseph was thrown in the pit. He was sold for slavery. You know what I'm saying? He was thrown in the pit. He was sold for slavery by his brothers. And he was you know, he was in jail and, uh, accused of raping part of his wife. So he went to jail and he was he came from the jail to the being second in command in the palace. So you gotta understand, you got royalty your, your, your DNA is very powerful, and once we understand sure. who God is, we begin to understand who we are. You know, and that's what it's all about. It says in Philippians four nineteen, My God will supply all your needs according to His riches and His glory. So you got to understand, man. When you got God, you got everything. So you got to yes. get the kids to start talking, talking more uh, in the language that they need to be. See in Proverbs. Eighteen and twenty uh, twenty one. It says life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you got to yes. get them to start speaking positive, talking positive. You know, praying and and you know, get that edification in their mind about God and, and understanding who God
1: is. And and that's the true 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 key to to success. Amen. And, and one of the things I know is if you put value in any child, they start to value life. And that they, they'll speak it with the understanding that, you know, because I have value, everybody else does as well. Because I think when you take hope and dreams from children, you basically kill them.
2: They're not exactly. dead.
1: They're existing. But they're the walking dead. If you want to see zombies, meet a child with no hope. And they become exactly what you say. And, you know, I, I've, seen, I, I've told many people, you know, I said, when I hear them saying negative words, you know, that child ain't going to amount to nothing. You know, see, that's why I don't deal with them because they, you know, this, that, whatever. And the children hear it. They say it right in their mm-hmm. presence because they want to hurt them and they want to bring them down. And I said, if if you're such an intellectual, if you're such a, a, a smart individual, how can you seek death so frequently and so often and think it doesn't rub off to the person that hears it. And and we're mm-hmm. we're fighting our our fellow man and in and, in and, and the ide- ideology that there's no hope for this child simply because I'm stripping him stripping him or her of the hope that should be poured into them on a daily basis. Now we're fighting an uphill battle simply because we're making it a battle instead of a community that doesn't outreach like what you've been setting up for years after years after years to make happen. So how do we change this <laughs> format? How do we change that dynamic? And how do we make the paradigm shift that helps these children actually have a childhood?
2: Well, I think it's important that you give the kids vision. And you know what God said in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to give you hope. And plans to give you a great future. And see, our kids need to recognize who they are. In John 4 4, it says, Greater than he that is in the world. See, when you know you got God, see, in, in, in Romans 8 and 31, it says, if, I, if God be for you, who can be against you? In Isaiah mm-hmm. four seventeen it says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper when you got God. And so. It's important that these kids recognize how special they truly are and they get told that. See, in in 2019, we don't have any room for negative thinking. See, Parker, the Chicago Bears, you know, Parker didn't believe. He didn't didn't expect to win because he didn't prepare properly. See, it's important that you understand the process to winning. See, uh, when it comes to winning – You're designed to do great. You're supposed to win. Losing is not an option. You know what I'm saying? Fear is not a part of God. Doubt is not a part of God. Worry is not a part of God. Where did it come from? (laughs) And, And that's what happens with most kids is they develop fear and doubt and worry because they don't get told exactly what winning is all about. They're not around winning. Your association is very important. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, "Iron sharpens iron." So if the kids are not around sharp people, if they're not around people that that can lead, most of my pro ball players, they captivated my mentality. They captivated my thinking. My wealth mm-hmm. captivated my mentality. Without vision, the people perish. If you don't give the kids vision, they perish. So I yeah. always talk positive around my athletes. I always talked about winning. I always talked about you know going to the top. You know, and one thing I did at the beginning of the year is I set some goals. I set goals, immediate goals, short term goals, and long term goals. And I wrote them down. You know, in, in Habakkuk 2 2, it says, uh, write your goals down. It said, make it plain. And, and, and it surely will come. It won't be delayed. And that's what God gives us. He gives us promises, He gives us, you know, opportunity and. You know, fear is not one of the things that he gives us. You you use you, you do the things you fear, the death of fear. The search. fear is going to die. It's going to dissolve. It's going to diminish once you attack it. So you got to attack fear. It's just false evidence appearing real. It appears real, but it's not really real. And and that's the whole key. So you got to instill a positive thinking, and 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 you got to get the kids to talk positive think positive, ask positive, look positive, walk positive, you know, and once they get into that positive flow, then things start taking place.
0: And that's, I mean, and that ended up a tough and amazing. And you, you really almost answered my question because I was, you know, as we are sitting here listening, and there might be some adults out there that are like, man, I really want to be able to do the things that he's saying for kids you know, in my neighborhood, but I just don't know how. And, you know, I think you touched on, okay, so you can talk positive and act positive and think positive and the kids see that, but how do you continue to foster that within them once they leave your presence? Because they're going to leave all this light and positivity and go home to where there isn't any or there's very little. And so I think the goal setting is one tool that um, you referenced will help to continue to foster that that positivity. But then what other tools could individuals put into play to just really help build this fire and keep it burning so when the kids are away from the good influences that that fire doesn't go out?
2: Well, I, I think it's important that you identify um, that you need God. And see, you know, you got to submit. I ain't got it, <laughs> and then you got to admit that I need help. I need your help, God. I don't have the power within me to do it, so you got to ask, ask God for strength. I need your help, and then once you submit and you admit, then you got to commit to what you're submitting and, <laughs> and admitting to. After you commit, then you transmit the old way to a new to a new way, and 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 you got to forget the past. See, you've got to understand, you're human. You're going to make mistakes. See, in Romans 3 and 23, it says we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody's perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to make the wrong turns. But all that is is a setup for you to come back to be even greater than where you were. That's all it is. You're going to be tested, but You will receive the crown if you pass the test. You've got to have faith. And see, once we instill faith into the kids, see, in Matthews 9 and 29, it says, according to your faith, it be done unto you. And what happened is most of the kids that we're around, they have little faith. And little faith, you know, you if you have faith bigger than mustard seed, you're going to win. So it's important. See, if you go to God, God is like a genie in a bottle. He says, your wish is at my command. Whatever you ask, you will receive. That's what it says in Matthew 7 and 7. It says, ask you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall open. You know, when the last time you asked? See what I'm saying? If you have not, because you ask not. In John 14 and 14, it says, anything you ask in my name, I will do. So we got to get our kids to start asking for more, wanting more. They got to get hungry. It's got to be in their belly. They got to get thirsty. They got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired of losing, being on the bottom. And, hey, they know they can be on the top. God made you to prosper. You're supposed to be successful. You're supposed to win. Everything you touch is supposed to turn to platinum. But you accept mediocrity. You accept just getting by. You accept just making it because you're not around that talking. You're not around that environment.
1: Yeah. You're not around that's that, true. that association. And, and that's, that's the key. Yeah, and you know I I've, I've said it many times, you know, and I, we we speak death, and like you said, the, it, the power is of life and death is in the tongue, and we we speak a lot more death than we do life, and you know, and to me, it, even though it's ignorance, it's still being done until we acknowledge that we are ignorant in our speaking, then we're not speaking life and helping too many people, and you know, in Bible study, we, we we're learning. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like every lesson that it, it's steadily falling upon the the things that the Christians aren't doing. The people of God aren't speaking up enough. They're not acting out enough. They're not doing the things that they're supposed to do, and that's why mm-hmm. you know the labor, the field, is, the the work is there. The, the work is always there, but the labor is mm-hmm. not. He's not talking about worldly people. He's talking about the people of God, the the, the children of God, and because mm-hmm. we're not doing our job the people are perishing and 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 you know i it 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 just scares me at how we can just sidestep the understanding that children are dying daily and it's not because mm-hmm. of, of what they know it's because of what they don't know and what they don't see and the hope that they don't have now it it's I, I, when when i initially met those children and saw just how bad it was because i had an idea but I had no clue when I actually got into their uh, into their being and being around them. And I just cried the whole time I was driving home from Chicago to Kankakee because it, it just hurt me that bad to see the state and, and and the mentality that they had to live in daily. I mean, because you, you, you have people that pass judgment, and they they're want to do that because that means they don't have to interact or basically do anything to correct it. But the people that do get involved, take on such a burden, and if they're not in Christ, they're truly not ready for that kind of burden. As mm-hmm. hard as they might want to work and do, they will fall mm-hmm. sorely short. And it, it's sad to see them because they go in with the best intent, but come out beat to death. It, it, it's almost like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're almost ready to get on drugs because they, they just can't handle that kind of pressure burden. Because we can, you know, as children of God, we can give our burdens to God. And so that exactly. Person, released, but for the people that are, have have a good heart and are burning out, they can do more harm than good, and when you see that, you know, it, it's got to be something that you have to, have to be mindful of, so how do you go about uh, choosing the people, or is that something that you put in God's hands, and then he directs your path? Well,
2: I mean, you know, the way you identify leadership, leadership reflects attitude. You want to find out who's the leader? You want to find out who's the pace setter, who's the front runner, who's leading the troop? Turn around and see who's following. See, if ain't nobody following mm-hmm. you, you ain't lead.
0: You're the no leader. Mm-mm. <laughs>
2: see what I'm saying? So you got to, you got to identify who you're following, who you listening to. See, one bad apple spoils a whole barrel. Look at the bears. See, you're only as strong <laughs> as your weakest link. You, see, if you're weak in anything, it's your downfall. And yes. see, you can't follow anyone that's not winning. You can't, you can't depend on anyone to, to, to go to battle with if they they don't believe, they don't expect. Sure. And see, people that are leaders, they believe. They believe in other people. Do it and then talk about it. See, I've been a bodybuilding champion. I won forty titles. You know, I, I I've been a champion. My wrestling team they won sixteen state titles with or Horrell. The Harvey Twisters. So hey, NFL ball players can listen to me. I train NFL ball players. I train guys to go to World Series. I train guys to go to the Olympics. So I got, I got i I'm qualified. That's who I want to follow. I want to follow an example. I want to follow someone that's doing it, not talking about it, but doing it. And that's the way you identify. See, mediocrity is a disease. Before you know it, you got it. <laughs> you hang out with bombs, you're going to have a bomb life. You hang out with eagles, you're going you're gonna to be an eagle. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, iron sharpens iron. You've got to get around sharp people. you got to get around people that are doing something, going somewhere. They want something out of life. Life is special to them. And that's what people fought to do. See, in Proverbs 20, uh, uh, three and 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge me in all thy ways, and I will direct. Neighbor, you can't listen to your coworker. You can't listen to your boyfriend. You can't listen to your wife or your husband. You've got to go to God. It says in Matthew 6 and 6, mm-hmm. 6 and 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all things to be added unto you. Yeah. So the Bible the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving this earth. You want to win, it says in Joshua 1 and 8, meditating this word day and night. Then I should be prosperous yeah. and see that way to success. So you got to see God. You got to go to God, and you got to realize that God has all the resources. He has all the answers. You can't try to figure it out yourself. That's a leader. No. God is the leader. He's the leader of the pack. He'll change the situation. If you're broke, he'll make you rich. If you're sad, he'll make you happy. If you're negative, he'll make you positive. So you got to go to God. You got to see God. It says in Matthew 6 and 6, find a secret place and go pray. So the problem is that most of us, we don't, we don't go pray, fellowship. We don't seek God. In Second Chronicles 7 and 14, is, it says, if my people who are called by my name will seek my face, and turn away from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from them from heaven. Only way God is going to hear from us, Is we got to go to Him. We got to seek Him. We got to get to know Him. We got to understand Him. And, and, and that way, we'll start moving forward with our kids, our situation. Our kids won't fear anymore because they know God. Don't have fear in them. They won't doubt anymore. They won't worry. Worrying is a sin. Yes. And so you know you, you can't worry. You got to find solutions to your problem and you got to do something about them. Make it sense? Yes, it does. No. Yeah,
0: makes perfect sense. And so, guys, I'm going to catch us up here real quick on a, some uh, listener comments that are coming in. Larry's saying he's on spot. Jacob, I love this dude. Carl's saying, Wow, can you write down the scripture? He's saying, Carl. Our best advice to you is once this interview is over, go to the archive and listen to it again and write down everything the second time because that's exactly what Kaylin and I are going to have to do. This show is not scripted, and everything that's flowing off the tongue is flowing off the tongue. So I just recommend everyone go to the archive, listen again, listen a third, maybe a fourth time. You'll uh, you'll just keep finding stuff you didn't get before, but all the scripture is Fantastic, so thank you for sharing. Um, I'm struck with two thoughts here. Um, I love what you're saying about in order to help reach the children, you got to start with yourself. And, you know, who are you looking to as a leader? And if you want to be a leader, who do you have following you because as you said if no one's following you you're not a leader and it reminds me of the book by uh, john C. maxwell i don't know if you guys have ever read that one but um 21 irrefutable laws of leadership and he goes through the bible and picks out different leaders that are highlighted in the bible and talks about different characteristics of leadership based on those individuals of the bible so um if you haven't read it, you know, find it, John C. Maxwell. It dovetails exactly with what is being shared tonight. And um, the other thing that resonated with me, too, is that, you know, God did not create us to have a spirit of fear. You are exactly right. A lot of times when people do not flourish, especially the kids, it is because they are afraid. They're filled with doubt, but then they cover it up um, because they don't want people to know that there is afraid or embarrassed that they're afraid, and so then they act out. But that's really what stands there, and that reminds me of that quote from uh, Mary Ann Williamson, who she talks about, you know, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Um, She talks about it's our light, not the darkness that frightens us and that, you know, we don't do God a service when we shrink away and don't be the people that he created us to be and I think that's so mm-hmm. important that as adults we have to understand that before we could ever help anyone else much more a child understand that Hmm.
2: well I think it's very important that um, we realize that the only place you're going to find success before work is in a dictionary other than that you're not going to get it <laughs> I mean you got to go to work you know and, and, and in First James chapter 2, verse 20, it says, Faith without works is dead. All right? So you can have all the faith you want. You can believe. You can expect. You know, but if you don't have any faith, you know, if you don't go to work, <laughs> you still don't eat. Slow feet don't eat. You know, if you're thinking bad, it, you, you can't get results. But if you, go, if you go to work and you have faith, you're going to win. You know, and that's what it all boils down. It says in First James It says that an unstable man is is unstable in all his ways. You believe today, but you fear tomorrow. You doubt today, but you, you know, you believe tomorrow. Mm So either you believe or you don't. You know, and it's important you get up in the morning and, you know, you be thankful. You know, uh, most of the time people don't, they take life for granted a usable mm-hmm. world If you don't use it in the right way It can be a cruel world <laughs> You know And you got to get prepared For your opportunity Proper preparation prevents poor performance You know And and, and understand the process To winning Those that fail to plan are planning to fail <laughs> You got to have mm-hmm. a game plan If you're going to succeed If you're going to win You got to have a game plan See there's pain in change There's pain in not change. You keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna keep getting what you got. If you want to win, you gotta change. You gotta get better. You gotta you gotta want to improve. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result.
0: Expecting different results.
2: So you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. See, the money you you had in the bank ten years ago, that's what you have in the bank today. The money you wanted ten years ago. Ain't, ain't that depressing. So you got to realize, I got to change. And see, if a woman is having a baby, there's going to be pain. It's pretty. Winning is not pretty. You're barking a great, a newborn to this world. You're doing something great. You can't really establish a new human being to this world. That's a lot of pain that she has to go through to do that. So mm-hmm. winning, no pain, no gain. You're going to go through some tough times. But the people that was in the wilderness, the Israelites, hey, they they never believed. They never expected. They wander around for 40 days and 40 years trying to figure it out. God already Mm -hmm. had their, their life planned it out. But see, in Jeremiah 17 and 7, it says, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. You got to trust God. You can't rely on anything else you got to know that God is the key resource. He has all the promises. So look at Daniel when Daniel went in the lion's den. Daniel just looked at the lions, and he thought the lions, had, they already ate. They were four. They, they didn't want to eat no more. When Daniel went in, please so sit there, hey, you know. So you got to say he walked out untouched. That's the same way it is in life. See Satan is supposed to do what he's doing. It says in first Peter five and, and eight, it says Satan is like a roaring lion who prowls around to devour God's people. He comes to do his job. He comes to steal and kill. Mm-hmm. It says in John ten ten. Satan come to steal, destroy, and kill.
1: Yes but if you
2: don't know who you if you don't know who you are, Satan can get to you.
1: He yes, can put he can. fear
2: in you, he can put doubt in you, he can put worry in you. Making sense? Yes. So it's Um, important that you you realize who you are, how special you are. Look at Archie Manning that played in the NFL. He was a quarterback. Great athlete. Tremendous athlete. Awesome player. But he passed down generational greatness. I mean, look at all his sons end up being uh, football players and quarterbacks. Eli Manning played with the Giants went to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, just like his dad paid Manny, played with the Indianapolis Colts, just like his dad, a quarterback. His dad played in the NFL, was great. His other son played, was great. So, you know, it's a generational thing. My dad was a bodybuilder. My dad, you know, had nice biceps. My dad was was awesome in the weight room. I never – with my dad. I'm a bodybuilder. I've trained athletes all over the world. My dad was very spiritual. He knew the Word. He he teach the Word. He, he he was a person of his He knew the Word. I never <clears throat> studied with my dad. But I know the Word. I'm very I know God. I understand God. I can relate to God. So, the generational DNA is very powerful that's passed down. Yeah. Look at the stallions, man, the thoroughbreds, the horses. I mean, they, look, they go back 80 years trying to research and, and figure out how did the stallion be, became a stallion? Because his generation, you know, was like that. That's right. The Rockefellers, the DuPonts, the Forbes, the Kennedys, they passed down generational wealth from generation to generation to generation. So once you become a born-again Christian and you, you become a, a new creature in Christ, you get to know God, now you're ready to hey, experience that supernatural blessing. You're the child of a yeah. king now. You got warriors just going through your blood.
1: That's right. So
2: you once you become once you understand who you who God is, then you'll be able to understand who you are and fear and doubt and worry won't sneak in anymore.
1: You know who you Amen. are, you
2: know what you represent.
1: Making sense? Yes. Well, there was something that uh my pastor always say before he passed. He said, You got to know that you know that you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because you know, Satan loves to put doubt, he loves to put uh questions in your head, he loves to try and manipulate the truth into a way he can use it to deceive and and destroy. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it'll take that one piece of misinformation to get those kids, because, you know, we're dealing dealing with children who don't trust to begin with. They don't hope to Mm -hmm. begin with. They don't believe Mm -hmm. to begin with. So anything that comes out of your mouth, they're just waiting for that fake identity to try and take Mm -hmm. away uh, your witness and your testimony because they don't want to hear it anyway because that causes them to change, like you were saying, Will, where if, if you're forcing change upon them in a good way, they still fight back because that's what they're used to doing. And mm-hmm. when you're trying to change that, you have to be the adult in the room. And I I know that's where a lot of people strained and struggled because they talked real good when we first started mm-hmm. you know, well, to do this outreach. But then when push came to shove, they fell over. And the kids were saying, see, this is what I'm used to dealing with. This is why I don't want to believe. This is why I don't want to hope. Because every time you've got these sweet words coming, the action doesn't come with it. And like mm-hmm. you're saying, if we're not holding fast, if we're not being adults, if we're not being responsible, if we're not being mature, then we destroy the kids even worse because they're not used to that kind of energy, that kind of effort. And they don't exactly. want to believe because they've been hurt so bad because of trust. It's destroying them from the inside to want to have pushed themselves to do better. Because, you know, it. when when I walked in that room, I was just a stranger in the room, and I had to understand mm-hmm. that I was the outsider. As much as I might believe in them, I was the outsider. And it took a lot of work for them to say, you know, he's coming back. The one thing that they really didn't want to believe is that I was going to be back there again. And it was shocking to me because, you know, I, I was so used to showing up in, in, in church and I'm so used to showing up at the gym and I'm so used to people knowing when I say that, you know, Lord willing, I'll be there, that I'll be there. But these kids, mm-hmm. hearing people say that I will be there and never show up, that that's what they were expecting. And I just remember hearing outside the window when the first, the second time I showed up and they said, he's here, he's here, he's here. And that just, you know, it, it was a good feeling, but it was a bad feeling because, you realize the only reason they're yelling like that is because they're not used to it. So, you know, how do you transform that, Will, to where they can understand, like, if, we're, if, we're, if it's not just me, it's somebody like Will. If it's not just Will, it's somebody like this. I want the kids to understand that, that there are other people besides that one person that they see right now. How do I take that next step and show them that there are many, many others like us that are willing to step up for them? Well, I
2: think it's important that you you stand on what you believe in and you stand on what you expect. See, you project, kids going to replay. They say kids are terrible, too. Well, if these are terrible, too, it's because you're letting them be a terrible, too. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See, I never had terrible, twos in my family because I, I had three boys. I raised three boys. My oldest is 34. I got a 31-year-old and a 28-year-old. And all my boys was two years old at at one point, so why did my boys not act up at trouble 2? because mm-hmm. i I used to keep them excited, keep them positive keep them you know and, and it's so important that you project and they reflect. you don't let your kids do what they want to do see it says in in ephesians six verse one. No, it says uh, in Proverbs 21, I think it's 21 and 18, or 18 and 21. Train a kid up the way that he should be, and when he grow up, it won't depart from him. But it's important that a kid follows your example. In in Ephesians 6 and 1, it says, Honor thy mom and thy dad with all your heart. Then you will have a long life. Honor their parents anymore? It's disrespect, you know, because our parents are not being leaders. They're not. They're not projecting, and the kids are not reflecting of what they're projecting. You project, and the kids are gonna reflect. And I, you know, I have a pastor, Pastor Steve Monsey a Family Christian Center that I follow and I listen to. And see, when you go to church. In, 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 in Romans 10 and 17, it says faith come by hearing. You got to go hear the word to get the word. And see, that's a whole other subject that I'm speaking of because, you know, you got to hear the word and you got to have great expectation. We don't go to church because everybody else go to church. You go to church because you're expecting the anointing. You're expecting something. You want to hear a word. And it says, hey, yep. The second Corinthians five and seven it says faith come by hearing. We walk by faith not by sight. So when you Hello? Yeah. We're here. Can you hear me? Okay.
1: Yes, all right sir. So you
2: you it's important that we walk by faith, not by sight. So when, when parents give the kids vision and they continually give the kids that, kids follow that. Kids want to be disciplined. If you don't discipline them, they're not going to respect you. They're not going to follow you. The thing Good. about me, how I succeed and how I win with kids, is I discipline them. I'm a leader. They ain't just, you know, I'm not just telling them I'm doing it, and they see success. You want to see success. in my pastor, I see success. TD Jakes, I see success. Joe Osteen, I see success. Those are guys that I follow. <laughs> Those are the guys that I listen to. So you, you find someone that you can listen to, that you can follow, that projects, and you reflect off of what they project. projecting. Can I make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, And indeed. that's
2: the key. And, and kids are going to follow your example. They're going to follow what you do, not what you say. Kids do what you do, not what you say. And... That's the whole key. People that you're training, people that are following you. If you're leading someone, they do what you do, not what you say. And most of the time, we're just talking, and we're not walking what we're talking. We're hypocrites. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: And, and that's the truth. That is the truth. But uh, you don't, I'm
1: actually going to.
0: You got to do it. You got to do it. And I'm actually going to shift gears a little bit because Brenda's question falls in line with uh, what you're saying. She wants to know, where's your gym at?
2: Uh, you Mr. might want to come Park. check these up. My gym is in Riston Park, uh, 5111 Salt Trail in Riston Park. And uh, I've been here for four years. Uh, I've been a trainer for 29 years. And um, just taking people to the next level, man, you know, and that's what it's all about. Uh, I'm very committed to what I do. And, um, you know, I'm committed to people. And people don't care how much you know, they say how much you care. So I, I really commit to people, and, and, and that's why I'm very successful as far as in what I do. Um, and um, that's basically it. You know, I'm in Richmond Park. Uh, you know, call me at 708 913 7308. You can get the number, and that's um, basically it. Yeah, we can take it to the next level.
0: Awesome, because right. that was my next question. Can you go ahead and repeat that one more time, please?
2: Yeah, you can reach me at mm-hmm. fifty-one eleven Salt Trail in Wriston Park, Willpower Fitness, and my radio show is 102.3 FM. Really?
1: It
2: comes on every Tuesday. The Willpower Show comes on every Tuesday at 10 o'clock, yeah. right after Dural King, the Blink Blink,
0: and again, 102.3 hey, there you yeah. 102.3 Yes. Yeah. F- so that's AM, correct? Or is it PM?
2: That's FM. FM. Every no, Tuesday. AM in the morning. F- yeah, f- morning. AM. Yeah, every it's in the every, morning. every Tuesday at 10 o'clock, ten o'clock. Ten o'clock AM. And that's okay, gotcha. 708-913-7308. There you go. All
0: right. That's awesome. Perfect. So um, I don't know. are You just. You're just so I, – I feel like I need to give you a shout-out, but we <laughs> we like to give our guests the opportunity to give shout-outs to anyone and everyone that, you know, has been supportive and uplifting to them. So we'd like to give you that opportunity right now.
2: Um, what what do you ask me?
0: Um, just to give – is there anyone out there you want to give a shout-out to?
2: Well, I tell you one thing, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to T C Dansley, United States Olympic wrestler. He's here in Chicago and uh he's here to Thursday and uh came by my gym last night and uh very excited about uh getting together with him tomorrow. And um uh, Harrell, the Harden Twisted, great job they're doing this year and and um keep up the good work and uh, I wanna give a shout out to their program, Harvey Choice's Kid Level Wrestling Program. And um Steve Monty, my pastor, Pastor Steve Monty, thank you for all that you've done and, and uh thank you for the opportunity to fellowship with you and uh Keith Monthrey uh wide receiver uh played in the NFL for two years. Uh very excited about uh where he's going and what he's getting ready to do. Look out for Keith Monthrey over the next Uh, A couple of months He's going to do some great things And you're going to hear about him Doing some special things And uh, take him to the next level
0: right, awesome Yep, KP, last word on tonight
1: I I just thank God for You know, everything that was Given and shared today And hopefully we can uh, Actually grow and expound on this So even more children are blessed and benefiting from the, this outreach of improvement for their life, their health, and their mental state of being. I, I really need this to happen for my soul. I, I'm being selfish in this because I, I'm sick of children growing up without a childhood. It's just not working. It's not working in my soul anymore. It's, it, it never did, and mm-hmm. it's only getting worse as the days go by. Mm-hmm. That's right. I feel the same right. Way. <laughs> Well,
0: prayers for all the efforts for all the folks out there trying to make a difference in people's lives, especially the little ones. Will Franklin, thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing everything that you have. It's been very uplifting and uh, we wish you all the best, brother.
1: Hey, take
2: care of those kids and uh, make sure you discipline them and uh, make sure they follow your example and uh, we won't have much, no problems. Our kids, will grow up. Our kids are going to grow up and they're going to be successful. So, Amen. Okay. So thank you guys Amen for having me on. And, uh, wish you a lot of blessings. Thank you, bro. And Keep up the good work.
0: <laughs> thank you. Have a great night. Wow, that was a firecracker wow. of a show.
1: Yes, I, I I think this is the one time where our listeners were actually speechless and just tuned in to everything he was saying because. You know, he's speaking life, and I think a lot of times that does cause hesitation. And uh, thankfully, our listeners, you know, accepted a lot of what was being said, and were basically either trying to refute what he was saying as as far as the scripture he was saying, or just you know documenting it so they can enrich their own lives and their souls. So that's that's rare that we get that. I you know we we like that said we're not scripted, guys. I I don't I don't think uh, you fully understand just how much freedom we have with this show. And it's a blessing. I mean, sometimes it's a, it's a curse on us for coming up with concepts and trying to stay to that point. But then there's times like this where it's a true blessing because we can just go with the flow of how things are going. And thankfully today it was in a positive way.
0: Amen to that for sure. So, guys, yeah, go ahead and listen to the show again in the archives. Write down the scriptures. Prove it for yourself. If he was a little bit off, then he was a little bit off, but everything he said, it's in the Bible. It might not have been in the exact verse or chapter, but it's there. And find it. And, you know, just study for yourself. That's what it's really all about. Um, It's, you know, the light will come to you if you are looking for Uh, it. And uh, that's really all I have to say about that. So um, I I know that I had I tell you what, I know that I had uh murdered repeating the contact information for the contest prep um workshop that's coming up on January 12th with uh John and uh Becky Arnold so you guys the number to call again 816 237 9750 um and the, uh, the email address is naturalbuild, and that's spelled N-A-T-R-B-U-I-L-D, at sbcglobal.net. So we're going to have John on the show this Thursday to talk more about spring prep, about the workshops, and about just how really to either kick off your season or to continue to stay motivated and improve Starting in the spring, or you know, a little bit before the spring, and really all the way through to the fall. So it's going to be a good show. If you're interested in that workshop, you think you should make it. Look for him on Facebook, John Arnold. Tune in on Thursday, or call or email those sources that I just gave you. And that's all I have to say about that. And don't forget our <laughs> January 17th show. Our January 17th show is going to be at six. PM central standard time not seven so if you tune in at seven you're going to get a recording of the show if you want to be a part of the action live you need to tune in an hour earlier than our normal time so i'll be repeating it again we'll be repeating it over the next several shows but uh, put it in your calendars folks all right kp what you got I, know, I Actually, I know I got what you guys are
1: going to be a, yes, a shout-out. I knew
0: that was coming. Rock and roll with it, brother. You knew it, knew it was
1: coming? I knew it was coming. And I did. know what's coming
0: coming. Yeah, hashtag chocolate way for the win.
1: Chocolate way for the wimp. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wimp. Wim.
0: Win, win, win. Win. Winner takes hey, so. all. You got to tell us about the duck call. Duck
1: call. Tell us about, about the duck, duck call. We sit for a minute.
0: <laughs> so, the duck call. So, my husband has been on a hunting trip since last Thursday. And they, they're hunting waterfowl. And they have calls. And there's different kind of calls. And he's for different ducks. And there's actually a, a skill to it because every species of duck has a different call. And uh, there are even duck calling competitions, believe it or not. So, you know, the better you are at the call, the more likely you are to possibly attract some ducks. So there you have it. And so uh, he, he had called. Just to say, hey, what's going on? And in the midst of it, some ducks came near, and so he had to get his duck call out and try and lure him in. He wasn't successful this time, but, you know, actually he does pretty good at it. His son Mason does also. So that's what the duck call is all about, guys. I'm telling you, this whole pachydermy hunting, it's a whole new world. Whole new world. I couldn't have soaked this stuff up. That's right. Hey, Kaylin, how's your Marvin Gaye? How's your Marvin Gaye coming?
1: Yes, it's coming quite well.
0: Yeah. When are we gonna have uh, that?
1: How's your part huh? coming? Well, I don't even coming? know what
0: Marvin Day. I don't even know what tune I'm supposed to be shoe whopping to. You the haven't grapevine. told me. Heard,
1: oh, it, heard it through, through the
0: grapevine. grapevine. Yes. All right, so you're gonna do the intro to "Heard It Through the Grapevine." All right, what show are we doing this on? On D K V. All right, you guys, if you're still with us, January 17th, heard it through the Grapevine promo. <laughs> I'm looking forward go. to it. So with that being said, we were Snick-A-Doodle-Dude, Chocolate Wade for the win. On behalf of myself, Whip. Kalen, and the boys from p for p Muscle, and it is the win. Your body is a temple. so let